From the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune, straight to your earphones, this is Tribune Sports Radio. All right, welcome to the podcast. Uh, February second, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're finally on. Stay after the Super Bowl. Fantastic movie. Hope everybody had a good day. Hey, did everyone have a good Super Bowl? There's a Super Bowl movie? No. Gra- uh, yes. Uh, the only you? Super Bowl movie that I know of is, uh, is uh, Black Sunday, which was uh, the guy who wanted to crash his Zeppelin into the Super Bowl. You know, that was a tw- a definitely a terrorist movie. And, what about uh, um, what about the replacements with Keanu Reeves? Did they make it to the Super Bowl? No, they made it to the uh, playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That's a very underrated. Jer- it was Jerry Maguire playoffs, or is that just regular? I think season? it's regular season. I think it was regular. I was think didn't he have? I think he had to catch something like a thousand yards for the yeah, season to, to, to get oh, like okay. a bonus in his contract. To get his bonus like, in his contract. Yeah. Then he falls down. Yeah, gets he gets hit, hit, and then he like passes yeah. out and gets knocked out. Then he stands up and starts dancing, and there are no doctors there to check on his concussion no. symptoms. Much like, and they didn't throw seventeen thousand flags and basically man, penalize him all the way back to Los Angeles. You guys noticed? You noticed that Edelman was was like weird over he the next no two. Idea. Plays, what right? was going on. Like, even the yeah. next few plays, like when he got down, he had to put his fists on the ground. He's like, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. oh man, it's like, did anyone check this guy? Out? I was like, I hope this guy doesn't croak on live television. I read something that uh, earlier today that after the game, he said something about that they just beaten St. Louis. Hmm. Um, That's how bad he got. Uh, I mean, I saw his bell get rung. Yeah, it, it got rung all right. Uh, there were a few. Uh, uh, the, the guy, the Seahawks. Averill, Cliff Averill got knocked out of the game. Yeah. He yep. didn't come back. Right. Uh, then they had the cornerback who broke his arm. Oh, that was so that, gross. Did you watch that? <laughs> oh. there, the, one of the that, Seattle Times photogs got a photo. and like it, yeah. I, I looked at it, and I didn't notice it the first time, and then I looked at it, and it was like straight up Gumby. Yeah. Just. How did it compare it against the Pacer guy? Oh, that was awful. I, I You know, it was honestly, it Paul George? I, it was I, pa- it was Paul George Besk. Yeah, but your arms a little smaller. Your legs, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like your legs are stronger than your arms. That that was just beyond gruesome. I didn't watch that one. You didn't it was because of the podcast yeah. that we were in here, and it was right after it happened. And someone, it might have been Tony Jones or Aaron Falk, was like, "You just don't watch it. Just don't." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna. T- I, I'm actually gonna <laughs> listen and not." And so I never, I never saw George's. Uh, Leg injury. Yeah, but for the for my money, seeing Theismann's leg get snapped in half, you know, by LT is where it was worse yeah, than that. I, I was I was too young for that. I wasn't around. Yeah, for but that. You, you still have photographs. Kevin Ware, Kevin Ware's injury was gross. Yeah, because the bone was sticking out. Yeah, that you, was, you never want that. That was gross. Um, Did you think so? To answer how my Super Bowl was, it was good. Mm. I'm disappointed in Left Shark didn't have the dance moves down the way Left Shark <laughs> needed to. I thought right. Tr- I thought right palm tree though did the, uh, the right Lord's palm work. tree was yeah right palm tree right was palm legit. Tree was in. He was living <laughs> it was living righteously on and off the field, man. I don't you know as much as you want to talk about a great game that gets stopped at you know at the one yard line on an interception and stuff like that. That Super Bowl halftime show was one of the it's that pro- was the one of the best in recent memory. I mean it was much better than like the Rolling Stones and the. Chili Peppers with Bruno Mars. That was last garbage. year's was atrocious. That was hard to watch. The last one that I thought was good was Bruce Springsteen. When the, uh, you know why? It was just a pure rock and roll show that basically is all you know for all the corporate people sitting in the stands. That was not for, for all the for all the rich forty five year old dudes. Fifty. I'm saying from thirty nine to sixty two. That yeah. was the show for them, and he rocked the socks off them. To be fair, those are the only people that can afford to go to the Super That's Bowl. True. So. And the same yeah. people who could afford to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert. 
you know, and so it definitely met, paired up well with that. I, I, I don't feel good talking about the halftime show because of my bias toward Katy Perry. However, as, as the residents, yeah, well, you've, yeah, you're I, the Katy Perry beat writer. <laughs> I am. Um, Katy Perry beat writer Kevin Winter Morris. The, the fact <laughs> that I wasn't sent to the half just to review the halftime show really hurt my feelings. But uh, as I said, when she came and she performed in Salt Lake, whether you like her music or not, the woman puts on a show. And that's what she did last night. It was, it's entertaining. I've heard a few people be like, how does she do that with the wardrobe changes? I was like, that's just her thing. That's what yeah. she does. I was a little, it's a show. Well, I was, I was a little disappointed because did anyone else feel like that was a lion she was riding and not a tiger? Well, the, uh, because it, the song is Eye of the Tiger, but yeah. that thing looked like it had a mane. I, well, it's, and it's, it's like, it's, and I'm, I'm not trying to quote the lyrics. And I definitely okay. don't want to take the beat from Kevin okay. on this one, but okay. it's like, I've got the eye of the tiger, a lion. Oh, is that what she says? Okay, okay. The, you know, All right, so, see, so I don't know so, that. So maybe. Well, when the show started, there was an audible gasp uh, from my special lady friend when she goes, I cannot believe she's starting the show riding a real elephant. And then <laughs> as, as the lady friend was going to get pen and paper to write a you know a strongly elephant. worded criticism. To the Salt Lake Tribune. Probably to the Tribune. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, then we say, oh, no, it's not even that. It's a lion or a tiger or bear or whatnot. But it was amazing seeing that. Yeah. You know, and then let's just uh, let's not bury the lead on this. She rode the more you know comet. Yeah, through totally the stance. Totally. That's her thing. That was she, amazing. She does it at her shows though, where she flies around like that. Oh my That's lord! Her thing. What was the more you know? Like there was like a little jingle. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I always preferred uh, GI Joe and knowing's half the battle. Yeah, knowing is half the battle. GI yeah. Joe, yeah. Yeah, uh, did not care for Missy Elliott. I, I didn't see the 2001 man. I don't. I, yeah, I just. I mean that that song was pop. That song was released in 2001. So so I would imagine it's what the first time the Brady era won a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, exactly. But how many the players on the average player age of the player on the field was probably like Nine. 12 when in 2001. 13 13 years minus. Where I mean, they probably had the Missy Elliott CD, right. which yeah. is cool. We all did, but it's like. And uh, is it possible for Lenny Kravitz to get any creepier? I thought he had gold chest hair. As it turns out, it was just a very sheer shirt underneath that uh, blazer. Well, he was was, was he playing air guitar when people yes. do, when people do when people what is it lip sync? Lip sync. People don't take into account. He could totally be playing air guitar. He totally could not be ripping it at that point. As someone who knows how to play two songs on the guitar, I guarantee he was what air songs? guitar. Oh, well, it's, uh, you got to start with uh, "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> okay. And uh, Pearl Jam's uh, I Got Ed. Okay. There you go. Now, but I thought he was playing air guitar. I think she was lip syncing too throughout, but I couldn't care less. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure that out. I don't know as though she was. Um, supposedly it's better too because of the dynamic acoustic sound. I'm just making a point. And the aerobic exercise she goes from that really tightly uh, done choreography. Right. And, but I don't know. Does it really matter? I, I was a little disappointed no. that that was the song that she did with Lenny just because I, I kind of felt like that was kind of the nod to the NFL of like, look, we aren't too edgy here. We're edgy, but if Lenny's singing I Kissed a Girl, then it's okay. Yeah, but then after she sings that song, she comes out like she just got off shift at a hot dog on a stick. That, that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, come on. But I had, to, I had to break the news to people who I was watching the Super Bowl with that Lenny Kravitz has a kid with Lisa Bonet who was the babe from of the Combi Cosby, Cosby show, show in, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s. That's yeah. She was one of the first girls that was like, ooh, she's... You know, yeah, she's, yeah, she's something-something. And, and, but it's like, that, I mean... It's 26 guy, years ago. Yeah, like, Lenny is still, still like, relevant somehow. Uh, He's amazing. 
relevant. Uh, he he drives me up a wall. Why? Because uh, he's, he's in the Hunger 50. Games. Because he's got two songs he's known for, and one's a cover. And um, <laughs> "Are You Gonna Go My Way" is a great classic American rock song. You know, I'm not gonna argue or dispute, or dispute that. And on top of that, the music video was you know top shelf, and we probably that was probably the soundtrack for most of our lives in 1993. Or, so so the real question is is if you had to pick three performers to to team together for a halftime show to make it the halftime shows of halftime shows, who would it be? That's a, That's a fantastic should, should, question. Should I have, I should have asked you guys this before we came. Yeah, it, it, well, I feel like I need some prep time here. Uh, I definitely need a pop star, and so you can kind of almost put together these different pools of stuff. Okay, and I, I will okay put you, have to do, you have to do a pop star, rock star, rock star and, and hip-hop. Hip hop, yeah. yeah. So for me, it will go Simon and Garfunkel. That, whoa. N.W.A. And? Madonna. Ooh. Try to beat that. Off the board. Madonna is off the board. Uh, off the board. I, 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 might, I might try to go a little crazy. I might go Cindy Lauper. Um, I might go MC Hammer. And oh, no. uh, I, I need someone Finish else. Finish the to, 80s trifecta, man. Yeah, you got to come yeah. up with someone else ridiculous. Uh, well, it depends. Are, are you going to give me Cindy Lauper as a rocker or as a pop star? Pop. Pop. Okay. Come on, man. Rock. Uh, Girls just want to have fun. Well, yeah. a, a kiss, I guess. Mm. Kiss is a good... I, would, I okay. was leaning that way. All right. I was going to say Metallica. Okay. And it's... Un- oh, I wish we had a time machine to go back and get the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, but we need a, a definitely R.I.P. Uh, Metallica. It's a rocker. I'm going to pull back to Bruno Mars. I think... Wow. I, I, all right. Because that Uptown Funk You Up song all is right. becoming the soundtrack of 2015. And... Uh, a lot so of competition got so an early, far. Yeah, early lead. And then for the hip hop artist, Ludacris. Oh my word, Luda. That's good. Yeah, yeah yours Tone is Mo definitely more. Fun. Yeah, he was an Ace Ventura pet detective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also, my mom also had a drink with him at a McCarran Airport once. Really? Yeah. She said she commented as we sat down at the bar. She goes, "Mike, you have a very nice voice," and she couldn't have been more sing-songy about it. And then he. he Basically, Funky Cole Medina and my mom during a couple of Miller Lights. He he seems like the type of guy who would live in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know if he does, but he seems like that kind well, of. Well, kind of using this music, I thought it was auspicious as the game was starting. Is that uh, Patriots come out to the field uh, to Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train? You know the and the Seahawks come out to Bittersweet Bitter Symphony. symphony. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Which is like a great song. It's a great I'll song. Be- yeah, it's like an alternative song from the late nineties. Late nineties. It's like I guess. Describe Seattle, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I thought the I message. Was, it, yeah, that was weird. I don't know. It, it seemed the message on that is that it, it, it's almost like instead of getting jacked up as hard as you can, I mean, those guys have to be jacked out of their gourd going onto the field. But yeah. Seattle looked almost calm at the beginning of it. Well, I think that team was so so ridiculously confident that they were going to win uh-huh. that I think that they were sh- like shell shocked at the end. Oh yeah. Because they yeah. every like since Pete Carroll came and I think they're during their rise, they always delivered when they talked, mm-hmm. and I think this was the first time that they didn't. So I think I mean you saw that face Richard Sherman made when they his, uh, reception, yeah. yeah his nostrils overtook his head. He almost <laughs> ate himself. He did like the sad. It was almost like he was acting. It was so. It was. How, o- how could you not though? I mean, sitting on the couch at home, I. My buddy, my buddy, who's a, a Seahawks fan, grabbed his bag of Skittles and smashed them on the ground. <laughs> Skittles went slamming towards the wall. The bag exploded. It's a tough day for him. 
I thought, yeah. well, it's kind of working your way through it. You know, uh, you start off with the starting off with the kickoff in that game. You know, it was scoreless through the first half. Brady got picked off once right in the end zone, and I think I definitely agree with you. Is that it seemed like it was Seattle's to lose. Like it just they well, once they once they scored that touchdown, uh, once they went like eighty yards in twenty nine yeah. seconds and mm-hmm. and scored that game or the you know t- touchdown that tied at fourteen fourteen before halftime. I was like, yeah, it's over. They came out, they scored ten points. You know, they're in control. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was. There's a comedian out there. His name is Todd Berry, and he has a joke about Tom Brady, and he basically said, did Tom Brady at one point in his life pull a thorn out of God's foot? You know, oh, like, yeah. does God owe. Tom Brady something. Yeah. It's like Four Super Bowls. Three MVP championships. Yeah. Janelle. Yeah, Giselle. Giselle. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, it's... I, I was trying to, after the game, I was trying to figure out if I could think of a play that was dumber and not just in football but in any sport like a, a ill-advised a play that ill-advised <laughs> where with that much on the line I mean you know it's you could go to like the ball going between Buckner's, uh, Buckner's legs, legs but that even that I, that wasn't that was a performance there that wasn't scripted Buckner just missed, literally yeah. just yeah. missed it and on yeah. top of that, as we all know it it's, wasn't the end of the World Series they still played in their game right yeah, that was more reactionary where this one was on the Seahawks to deliver. Right. They made the conscious decision to do this. Right, to try to outthink <laughs> yeah. someone. I mean, it's sometimes the easiest answer is the one right in front of you. Give well, it to the running back. Just Because Lynch was definitely in that you know, quote-unquote beast mode at that point. I mean, on the yeah. one, what were they thinking? And, and honestly, you, if you're the Seahawks, you probably want them to get stopped on – on the you second take a down. timeout, and then you have two yeah. more chances. You run the clock. Two more out chances, and, exactly. and then you basically yeah, yeah wind it down to right. fifteen. Because you don't Brady. want Tom to have any time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want Brady to have any time at all. Yeah. And everything was lined up right. And you want it. You want him. You almost want him to get stopped just short, just short of the goal line. Mm-hmm. And then he takes it in, and then there's like twelve seconds left. Well, I think I think if you think about it, it was a dumb play call, but the kid made a tremendous play. He yeah. read it, yeah, and he that read it so butler? yeah he read it so well because when you watch the replay, Lockett had looked like he was gonna walk in, yeah. but be, before Wilson let it go, as soon as like he reared back, Lo- Butler broke on it. Yep. So it's I mean he he read the play he knew it was coming. Yeah. And then you think about it like you're throwing to Ricardo Lockett who it's like a sixth round draft pick who got cut by the 49ers like three times. Mm-hmm. I mean like that the, the Seahawks are made out of guys who are like that. But when you have a guy like Marshawn Lynch there and a timeout, if they didn't have a timeout, right. it's right. like, yeah. it totally Different changes story. the landscape yep. of, of the decision. But I just wonder what the difference between deciding to throw on second down rather than run on second down, take a timeout, and then have the option to throw on third and fourth down. Right. I wonder. I would be interested to see if the, one of these sports geeks can break down odds. Still very surprised. Yeah. Well, they, you know, even to put himself in that position, I mean, like that catch that Curse made, I mean... Have you, oh, yeah, yeah. Have, I mean, like have that you was, seen a catch that's even... Well, that was just cool. David Tyree's catch yeah, against that, the Patriots. I mean, the, those the Patriots, the top, yeah, synonymous the, with having amazing Super Bowl catches. And those are, the two, those are two of the faces on Mount Rushmore where the other two, you know, maybe uh, Franco Harris. Well, then, even Mario Manningham had an amazing catch in that Super Bowl year when... Um, 
when they played again, when the Patriots and Giants played again two or three years ago, he had an amazing catch. So, like, they were always on the receiving end of these amazing plays. But I don't know. It, that, it, it bounces up, hits his thigh, you know. It, I think it even touched off uh, one of the cornerbacks. Oh, it hit him five times. Hit him five times. Five different times, and it landed in his lap. I mean, it's it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like when they went to Des Bryant in the uh, Green Bay yeah, Dallas game where right. I was just looking at going like, "Holy Toledo, this is on!" Like yeah. Des has got this. Look out! Yeah, you know, it's like Calvary. a jump ball. This one, I was more like, "Yeah, there's no way this." It just didn't. I didn't. Have well, I sense. thought it hit off the ground. Yeah, because you couldn't really tell because it happened so fast, and the angle wasn't good. Uh, the 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 live angle, you couldn't really tell. Oh man, yeah. I, I never thought that I would see a goal line sequence as dumb as what the 49ers did mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl two years ago when they had first and goal from the five and threw it four straight times. Yeah. But the Seahawks topped it. They did. How would you rank the Super Bowl, though? It was awesome. Yeah. It was an amazing Super Bowl. Um, I'm trying to think, man. There's been There have been some good Super Bowls. That The Steelers-Cardinals one was amazing when, you know, Ben hits San Antonio Holmes, like, you know, Feet are down, barely in the corner. Is that the one with uh, uh, who's quarterbacking? Kurt for the Warner. Kurt Warner was yeah, on that yeah, one, and then Larry he threw that pick to was it Harrison? Yeah, that went like yeah. ninety-nine yards or hundred yeah. yards. Yeah, um, that was a good Super Bowl. That was an amazing. Even even the the first Patriots Giants when you know Patriots were going for nineteen and zero. Yeah, Giants shocked him. That was good. Thought the Niners Ravens game was good. Selfishly, you know, they talk about they, the, well the the first one that the Bills were in, yeah. the the Bills Giants with the Norwood Norwood the field goal to win yeah. it at the end. Yeah, um, that one was uh, definitely memorable. Um, I feel like they've they've been like some really bad Super Bowls. Oh yeah, well, last year was horrible. last year was horrible. Yeah. I always think of that 49ers uh, car, uh, Chargers Chargers. Game. Um, I think of that Ravens um, Giants in like 2001 yeah. when yep. they killed him. I think of Tampa Bay Oakland when Tampa Bay yep. smoked the Raiders. There, that was in the rain, wasn't it? Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, there have been some bad ones. Last night was pretty good. Last night was a pretty good Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it was. It was entertaining to watch. Um, it, it really neither team pulled away to a point where you're like, nah. It's kind of over. It, it was entertaining the the whole time. When Brady threw that second pick, though, I thought it was over. I mean, yeah, yeah. they were already up by a field goal. Seattle goes down and scores, makes it twenty four fourteen. It's like he, you have to have an amazing performance. And to his credit, Edelman played out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, he didn't that, have a mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? Touche. Yeah. No, I was. I mean. That decision, though, is kind of what encapsulates 21st century sports and media and fandom. It's like you're, that's going to be talked about forever and ever and ever and ever until whoever, everyone plays in that game passes away 90 years from now. Everyone's going to talk about, oh, he played in that game when or Pete Carroll made this decision when. Yeah. You think it's that big of a benchmark of a is kind of a stupid Absolute, play calling? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I mean, does this? I mean, because because not only I mean they won last year, but it's so rare to be able to win back-to-back Super Bowls. So if, I mean, if you can win back-to-back Super Bowls and have all those guys coming back, and here's another factor: Marshawn Lynch can walk, and essentially yeah. you don't give him the ball when you're like two yards away from a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that guy's kind of a loose cannon. 
he does what he wants. I mean, he is that not, could be that could kind of change the landscape of the Seahawks going forward, at least offensively. I mean, that's what that makes them so good. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, but he's a great quarterback because he has Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Did you buy into any of this conspiracy theory about they wanted to make Russell Wilson the hero? I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but like you're—I don't think you want to, but you're essentially making that decision. But I, but I can't imagine a coach actually thinking that. No, they're not going to say that. Play. But if you think about it, that's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. Is they're, there well, is they're saying yeah. rather than having putting this the championship run or throw on Marshawn's legs, right. you're, you're putting it in Russell's hands and throwing it to a, another dude. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's. I I had I thought the Patriots had no chance of winning that game. Really? Even going in, yeah. Huh. I, I kind of felt the other way. Really? Yeah. See, because, I, I mean, watching the Seahawks play so much in the NFC West and just how they dominate people, it's like the Patriots are awesome, but they have two little little wide receivers and a yeah. big tight end. Outside of that, they don't have anything. They don't. I mean, right. like Eric Blunt's a good running back, but other than that, it's like you would, you would need an amazing performance from Tom yeah. Brady, which they got. Right. He broke a bunch of Super Bowl records. They overcame two picks. One that was in the end zone. It's right. like you don't and you don't really beat Seattle having turned the ball over twice and even having one, you yeah. know, that close to to the end zone. Apparently, you do. Apparently, you do. Tom yeah. Brady. Do you think that yeah. it uh, diminishes? You know, obviously with the four Super Bowl titles and the three championships on that. I mean, it was not really in. He got them the twenty eight points, but it, at the end of the day, that defense was the difference maker. Well, I mean, yeah. The do de- you put him in the conversation with him in Montana now? Obviously, they, yeah. I think the oh, most impre- yeah. I think the most impressive thing about this is that he was ten years removed from his last Super Bowl victory win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's insane for a quarterback to go ten years between Super Bowl wins, and he went to two in between and lost both. I mean, that's that's impressive. It is. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, you don't really see that. God nowadays. doesn't have a thistle in his foot. <laughs> there is, what what. I, I'm not a Brady fan. I really don't like the guy at all. But I do think that you have to you have to acknowledge his greatness. I mean, he really yeah. It, he's had a remarkable career and during a lot of that career, the receivers he's been with haven't been Did that very, special. No. He it it's very much been a system that has worked really well that he is perfect for. Mm-hmm. And he he's he's smart enough on the field to to re- make the right reads and get rid of the ball, and and if it's short little passes, he's accurate that's enough it, to yeah. keep hitting them. Yeah, and he hits them and he hits them and he hits them. Well, that's how you beat the Seahawks is you hit them underneath. Yep. Because while they're those guys, the Legion of Boom are so great and big and whatnot. It's like they have a hard time keeping up with the little guys across the middle. Right. Right. And that's what they. I mean, that's what they did. I would be interested to see how many what percentage of his passes were like five to ten yards. Seems yeah. like it would have been a lot. Yeah. He had a couple of deep, deep ones to, to Gronk, and I think one to LaFell for the touchdown. But It looked like he was also, when you're talking about throwing down, uh, short down the middle, and though, like he would uh, double cock on it and throw it into the ground because he oh, saw yeah, something that, he didn't like. Yeah, that, that one where it just totally slipped out of his hands. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy game. That, I feel like that's one, it's one of those games where you don't really – digest everything because I felt like it was a fast Super Bowl and I feel like most Super Bowls are slow and they drag along. Granted it was still three and a half hours when it ended but I feel like most Super Bowls are 
boring. I, I, that I, one really never left you bored. <coughs> the only time I was bored was watching the commercials. I was kind of disappointed yeah. in the commercials. Yes. Well, I, you know, I, I actually watched it on a tape delay. We had TiVo'd it. And I was catching up because I went to a Sundance movie before. Oh, really? When, yeah, before. You're I, too good for the Super Bowl? You're going to go do your Sundance you'd thing? You'd be amazed after uh, what you got to do when you're... What a, movie was it? Uh, Grandma with Lily Tomlin. Uh, it was uh, it was about a grandmother helping her granddaughter get uh, the money for an abortion. Cool. And it's uh, hysterical. It's about her running like around town, many little vignettes about the adventures of her revisiting her lesbian past, the grandmother, nice. and trying to come to terms of what she's doing, you know, with uh, her granddaughter. Interesting. And, um, really, really funny. But in, in, to your point about the commercials and also being very fast, is that we fast forward through the majority of the commercials because yeah, we were trying to catch up to the live feed because. It was, uh, I was talking to Kevin about this, that it's weird in this day and age where we're all on Twitter and we all, you know, Facebook and Instagram and stuff. I had to put the phone on airplane mode because I didn't want it to be spoiled. And awesome. frankly, if I wasn't, if I was following you the game. Yeah, you would have just been tempted to check and see what happened. Would have checked and also have seen Butler making that interception at yeah. the one. At and that point, it's more of a fait accompli. Like, yeah, no, we just sure. see what happens. Yeah. So in watching it, it was interesting that, but there's, uh, in terms of the commercials, Kevin and I were talking about this. I found there was three that are worth a darn. Okay. You know, um, one. And I'll go with the first one, uh, Fast Furious 7. I'm, right. I'm, a sucker, I'm a sucker for the franchise and seeing Vin Diesel jump from I, one, Yeah, that, that car going through like one, one building to, to the, the other. Next. Amazing. I'm in. You know, yeah, <laughs> just totally. take my money. Totally. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm good with that. Um, I thought the Dan, uh, the Danny Trejo commercial with the Snickers was really good. Yeah, that was that was funny. You know, that was really funny. It's also it's just, I've met Danny Trejo a couple of times down at, when I used to work at a club called the Tabernacle because he yeah. was filming a movie down there. Right. He, um, I love the fact of his history about being a boxer and yeah. you know, his, his sobriety is pretty infamous. And yeah. he used to come into the club and drink club soda and then. Very cool guy. He just shook everyone's hands, and he is as scary looking as anything you've ever seen in your oh, entire life. Absolutely. I remember I, watching him for the first time in. Um, uh, Desperado. Oh, he's just, with Antonio Banderas. It's terrifying. Oh yeah, terrifying. You know, I never knew that you were supposed to. You, people were allowed to have tattoos on their chest. <laughs> like, he really opened the world for. And, oh yeah, totally. And then the one that hit that I loved more, and I'm embarrassed to say this, uh, but fortunately at this 25 minute mark, only my mother and your mom's gonna be listening to it. It's that Budweiser commercial with the little dog. Uh, they've made so many of those. It man. was so yeah. saccharine sweet. And then they took a turn that I did not expect. I thought there was this amazing voyage where they're actually the dog is going to traverse halfway across the country and get back to the home. But while he is within feet of rejoining his family, both animal and human, what comes out of there but a wolf? Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, totally. You didn't expect that. Didn't expect. A nice turn. And then I love any movie where one of the people is in jeopardy and then someone has to go through amazing odds to get to that person to rescue him. Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. And I, I'm with the one I was thinking about is Last of the Mohicans. Oh, great movie. You know, when uh, Daniel Day-Lewis goes charging up there to save Madeline Stowe, you know, oh, at yeah. the very last second. What it, happened to Madeline Stowe? Oh, oh, she was on that one TV show, right? Yeah. Uh, she's, Revenge or whatever? I think so. Aged well. That was a great film. Yeah. I liked um, I liked the old the old people telling everyone to live life. Yeah, that was, one was interesting. I liked the. Um, what about yeah, the Liam Neeson one? Liam Neeson one was good. That was funny. That, that, other than that, man, there were all those depressing ones, all about like protect your kids from dying weird ways. Yeah. that was weird. Yeah, you know they put, they put gates around they put gates around swimming pools and put a seatbelt on your kid. I I did like the insurance, the Lindsay Lohan one. That one and, was uh, the, uh um, uh, there was the other one with uh, Brian Cranston. 
Oh yeah, um, I didn't see I that one. I thought that both yeah. of those were were pretty cool. Yeah, um, he the sword. Walter White. Um, I thought that both those were. They weren't as good as they have been, though. No, I thought they were. They seem tame. They seem a lot tamer more than anything. They were pretty depressing. Yeah. Dark. Yes. Dark. And not in a good way. Oh, sorry. The highlight of all the commercials was the new Jurassic Park tease. Oh, that was. And Chris Pratt, like, standing in front of three velociraptors (laughs) who are, like, supposed to be the smartest and most dangerous things to ever exist, and he's, like, taming them (laughs) with, like, his parks and recreation power. For the listeners at home, Chris has got both his arms out. (laughs) Right. That was amazing. I cannot wait to see that. That was one take my money. I'm ready to pay. I'm ready to give you money right now. Absolutely. They, They bring in a great white shark on a giant hook and have a huge dinosaur come out of the water and, like, a la Sham- yeah, Shamu on Jurassic steroids. Kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, take my money on that one. Totally. I'm good with that. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think the tone of the commercials were a lot darker, and I don't. it, it just it lacked the humor and kind of, I don't Origi- know, like There wasn't much, ori- and there wasn't, wasn't much originality. No. I think, like, somewhere midway through the third quarter, I thought that it was just car commercial mm-hmm. after car commercial after car commercial, and it's always been that. Even more so, yeah, I felt know, like last night. But it's a good place to showcase the new models coming out because they do release them in March, you know. And so it, there is there is that component to it. But in terms of like you're saying about a fast Super Bowl, like going through the you know, speeding through the commercials and watching yeah. the games, like it was it was halftime in a blink of an eye. No, that's very true. The first half went by very quickly. And you very know, quickly. And while there wasn't a lot of action in the real first quarter, with definitely no scoring, I I enjoyed the snot out of it. You know? No, that's true. And maybe it went by fast because. The halftime show is enjoyable, whereas yeah. in the year, years past, it's like, all right, let's see, let's change the channel, let's go to K Jazz, let's see if there's a rerun of Seinfeld on. Let's for why, half do an the, hour. and honestly, check out the puppy bowl. <laughs> yeah, you know, bowl. which was I saw the kitten bowl for the first time either. Yeah, uh, I only have one word to describe it: adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting soft the older I get, but. Uh, average price for a Super Bowl commercial, though, for a 30-second spot was $4.5 million. And they paid $4.5 million for that tow fungus ad? Yeah. yeah. Does not seem like that was money well spent. I thought the avocado one was pretty uh, First year, yeah. too, that they sold a 15-second block, so just half 4.5, and that's what it costs you huh. uh, to get on there. Um, so for those looking to waste two point. To five million dollars, the podcast would love to have a Super Bowl commercial, <laughs> a fifteen-second Super Bowl spot next we'll, year. We'll bump it what, up to twenty what would, seconds. What would we waste our fifteen seconds with? Uh, Think about it. Well, each week we waste people's hours, so we yeah, find but something. but fifteen seconds. Mm. Us eating. I just wasted it right now. Yeah, you, in fact, now, now you just wasted it. Yeah. yeah. So you have to make every second count. It's true. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure there. It's kind of like writing the the headlines for like the New York Post. It really takes a special creative mind to come up with that stuff. Oh, and, totally. And I think you're right, I, Chris. You said that the stuff really wasn't that original. It wasn't like, ooh, let's go to dads because everyone loves dads. Yeah, totally. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like we know we know everyone loves dads. That was established like 20 years ago. I I wonder if there are, if companies where their spot is in the second half are like, oh, man, why did we have to go with the serious one this year? Yeah, that would be interesting you know? to see where people get slotted in and if they, like, like it or if they like having their commercials earlier right. or later. Well, but yeah, because you it, it, the the whole tone of it in the first half, I kind of looking over Twitter at halftime, it was all, 
okay, we need some antidepressants for the second, some antidepressant commercials for <laughs> yeah, the second half. For sure. Because it really was. And if, you know, if there had been one commercial that was really funny and original and clever in the second half, that one would have stuck out because yeah. it, you were ready to kill yourself after the yeah, first half. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. You know, and that Liam Neeson one, which while I thought it was to be really funny because yeah. he is a, you know, if you ever saw that Ricky Gervais skit yeah. he did about yeah. wanting to be a Santa comedian, it's the same spirit and the same like that. But, you know, it took a long time. That was a slow burner to get to the punchline on that. Liam. Liam. <laughs> it was. Croissant for Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Croissant. Liam. I have a very special talent. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, you, got a good, you got a good one going on there. No, I think uh, there was a, something interesting I was reading this morning is that uh, in terms of having Katy Perry for halftime entertainment, one of the things that the, uh, the NFL was looking to do was to uh, secure percentages of revenue from future gigs that Katy Perry will do following the Super Bowl, because essentially she gets a 15-minute uh, ad to showcase her skills, and then you know, and you know, Kevin, you saw her in concert. Would you be? I did. Would you see her again? Absolutely. And so, you, after watching that Super Bowl, I kicked myself that I didn't jump with you to go on that concert. You had a offer of a free ticket. Dude. To go see her back in. There's no the excuse. But if I had gone home, I would have had all my stuff in garbage sacks sitting on the front porch. <laughs> would have been no, worth it. No excuse, man. Would you have gone, CK? Absolutely. To see what day was what day of a week was that? It was a Monday. Yeah, I would have gone absolutely. Huh. I, uh, in, in fairness, a buddy who I play hockey with is the one who went with me. And before I asked him, I checked with my wife. I was like, so. It's going to be weird if I ask him to go see Katy Perry. When Jeannie, my wife, is like, no, 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 don't worry about it. No creepier than anything else you do. So, <laughs> right. And and now, I, I haven't been to a ton of concerts. Um, and the buddy I went with, Tommy, has. And Tommy said afterward, he goes, you know what? That I would have paid $100 to go see that concert. It was that good of a show. It isn't, it, he, he's like, Katy Perry, uh, okay, you know. Yeah. But the show was phenomenal. I mean, I'd already seen most of that act. Yeah. Her riding in on the lion, it happened at ESA. I've seen it. <laughs> that, that's how come I knew. When last week we did the prop bets, and I told you she was going to open with Roar. Sure enough, she did. Why? Because, you know. Inside knowledge. It. Exactly. No, it was, that was a heck of a show. I think... Uh, it's almost like I had like a Vegas review, and this is what you want on it that. It is, you know? yeah. And that whole tilting yeah. thing with the floor, it, it was great. So with looking forward with uh, just in this, moving this back to sports for one brief moment, Ooh. I can't believe I'm doing this yeah, for one second. Ooh. Usually that's my job. Do you think, I've always viewed this as uh, starting today, the holiday season's officially over. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. You basically get Thanksgiving to Super Bowl, yeah. and that's what we Americans call the holiday, and then yeah. we're back to work now. I can agree with that. You can yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I think locally, I always look at January and February as the most difficult months of the year to get through because yeah. of seasonal affective disorder, SADS. Yeah. Usually it's cold. There's nothing to do this inversion. year. I'm, yeah, inversion. This year I'm digging it. I walked to the office. It was 55, global warming, whatever. <laughs> Once you can get to like the end of March, it will take you through June where it's like Almost splendid. It's perfect. Yeah. Splendid. July rolls around and you're like, it's 98 degrees. There's no wind here. I feel like I can't do anything right. Yeah. And then you start panicking. Yeah. You start panicking a little bit. Yeah, so we're almost there, man. Yeah. We're almost there. Almost pitchers and catchers reporting. Man, we're, your, pa your yeah. Padres and the Cubs yeah. playing in the NLCS. Solid. You, yeah. you do read my diary. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be. 
I'd go to that with you guys. No, I, <laughs> wear my Giants hat. <laughs> thanks for coming along. Yeah, I, that'd yeah, be great. Wear my rings. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you. Were, I didn't mean to. By that logic, it looks like the Red Sox are going to win the World Series if uh, history repeats yeah, itself. Yeah, that's true. I'm so tired of Boston, man. Yeah. That that whole like fan base, and it's so annoying because you live in Utah for a while and you notice how bandwagon people are. Oh yeah, they're just they'll just like jump on anything ever. It's it's like there's so many Seahawks fans here now, and I understand because the local ties with like Bobby Wagner, Robert Turbin, sure. But these guys are like we we're huge Patriots fans. It's like yeah, but like what's Drew Bledsoe's middle name? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what I want to say. Drew Bledsoe fan, you should be a a Seattle fan to a certain extent. Okay. Walla Walla. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying Mm. that it's it's weird. Living here is weird. Because there's, no, I mean, the only thing they have is Utah, BYU, and the Jazz, and then it's like Broncos, Niners, Seahawks, Patriots, Cowboys. Well, and the Bronco fan base really annoys me. You know, it's it just has like what? a what? Do you know his middle name? No, I'm gonna I know his guess, middle I name. I was gonna guess I'm gonna say Michael. No, um, Kevin. No, Christopher. No, not even Benny. close. Not even close. He doesn't have one. He does. It's McQueen. <laughs> oh, that's man. so cool. Drew McQueen Bledsoe, according to Biography.com, was born on February 14th, 1972. And that? he is from Walla Walla, Washington, and attended Walla Walla High School. I knew, I knew that. Huh. I'm surprised you didn't. He, he did. He not only played for the Patriots, also one of his best seasons was with the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, sorry. We can get back. Now he runs a Vintory up there. Boom. There you go. What, no. Now you know. He's married to Maura Healy, and they have four children. Unbelievable. No, but it's like the Bronco fan base here is a little obnoxious because I always figure there's a good, it should be a good-natured rivalry between Utah and Colorado simply based upon our snow. Yeah. You know, just, I don't know, my mind's eye, I think that. But this Patriot, uh, this Patriot fan base, I don't get. You know, yeah, it's, it's almost... Well, I think... You put the four Super Bowl championships in in I, 14 years. That changed it... But what really changed it locally, in my opinion, was when the Red Sox first yeah. won in 2004. Uh, That's when yep. Red Sox Nation just went ape, just yeah. nationally. And he's, I know the Giants are the exact same way. Yeah. There were not that many Giants fans but around you, before they won in 2010. You when, you would, like, when I would watch Padres-Giants <laughs> games, they would, there would not be more Giants fans at Petco than they are now, like be, before 2010. It no, would always be pro-Padres. Ever since then, it's been Giants <laughs> It's, I know, and I, because they're, they, the Padres have been bad. But yeah, that's, but bad, but but that's mili- just proof to it's me. It's a military yeah. team. But yeah. the thing that I always think about Boston has always been it's a college town, so people go to college there and come back, and then you start asking people, like, where did you go to school? It's like, I went to Ann Arbor. Then why are you a Red Sox fan? Yeah. You know, It's like you're just picking – and don't get me wrong, it's fun rooting for a winning team, and it's even better when it's your winning team. Well, yeah. Boston has had an incredible run because it isn't just football. And baseball. They've had the Hockey, Bruins. They've, they've had the Celtics right. go. Oh, yeah, the, the Celtics, Celtics too. both yeah. have won championships yeah. – it's all a, it's all conspiracy theory. So Bill Simmons gets to, gets, gets to write twenty nine thousand words about an answer mailbag Tom, question. Tom, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady's left finger, left foot, I, that, left eye. Really, there isn't <laughs> left, 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 left shark. Uh, no, I think uh, I don't. I, I I don't appreciate that. You know, uh, I knew a guy. Uh, I, I don't want to out him out because he's a family member, but. When he was working in uh, Michigan, he became a Detroit Tigers fan. He met, moved to Cleveland and then became an Indians fan. And then moving to Connecticut, he became a Red Sox fan. And it's just, I don't buy this 
this lack of loyalty to your uh, we should do a podcast solely based on fairweather fans just on wh- how you can be deemed a legitimate fan because when i was in college i used to work at a restaurant and one of my managers was this guy named bob huge former marine served like three tours in iraq and he had a list he had a bulleted list of what qualifies you as a real fan. And it was things. really it was really cool. And I kind of like grew to like believe it. One, you're born there. Two, your parents were born there. Good enough for me. Or or um, raised you there. Three, for its college, you went there or your parents went there. I buy, I'm good with the college one. And f- I believe one of them was you had to live in the area for 10 or more years in order to con- consider yourself a real fan. Well, See, but here, okay. Then under those that rule, those mm-hmm. rules, I couldn't. I'm not a real Cubs fan, and I think that that's baloney. Well, you're not. I'm glad you said baloney. You lived in Chicago. I yeah, it wasn't for ten, 10 years. years. All right. Well. Yeah, but however, a- I did go. Okay, now see, can you? Well, can I you guess mix and I match? think there was one. There was one where like you went to a certain amount of games. Like I went to college in Chicago to go to Cubs games. Okay. So yeah, it wasn't. No, yeah, that I, I I could get the college angle for my pro team, but yeah. not the, yeah. the college yeah. team. Yeah. Okay, I, it's always weird to me though. People who don't root for their own alma mater, though, you know. It's like, oh yeah, that's well. It's it's, it's why I don't have you know. Not to, I try to remain unbiased as it is, but you know, it's why I don't. I'm not a huge Ute fan because I don't didn't go to the U. Yeah. You know, it's not my school. Yeah. You know, I'm much more invested in Nevada and that. And it's when like you get down into the March Madness and see people like really into Kentucky this year for some reason. Like some reason they are just big Cal fans, and yeah. you know, I, yeah. that to me always bothers me. Yeah. Well, look at jazz games. I mean, when LeBron comes to town, everyone shows up in, in, a, in Miami a gear or, or Heat jersey, Cavs gear, yeah. and then same with the Lakers. And yeah, I, I think that there has to be a proven track record. I, <laughs> you know, I mean, for instance, the, with the Cubs. Okay, I I've been through a lot of losing. Yeah, I'm okay there. Yeah. Um, my hockey team, the New Jersey Devils. Yes, they won some Stanley Cups, but I was there back when it was green Martin and red. Brodeur. Before Martin Brodeur, when basically teams, it, it was like the team that you schedule for your football homecoming game that you knew you were going to win. If you stick with them through those kind of periods, you know, Benny, you and your Padres, they are yours <laughs> because you've stuck through some really tough times. So let me ask you a question. So let's say growing, let's say you grow up in Oklahoma or back in Nevada and stuff, and you want to get involved with a hockey program. You know, right. you want to pick your NHL team, and you live in a or you live in Idaho or Montana and stuff, or yeah. even better than that, like North Dakota, which has a great hockey tradition at the college level. Absolutely, the Fighting Sioux. Uh, are you are you able to cherry pick the team that you want when you live in a state that does not have an NHL team? It depends on your age. I think it depends on your age. Let's say I'm 22. Uh, no, you have to, uh, you 12. can't cherry pick. Yes. So if nah. I'm tw- I, I, 12 is right on the border. Oh, I think so you, you, you have think the cutoff just, is a lot younger than that. I, I think it's around, uh, a little bit, around 12-ish. You have to declare your allegiance, and you got to stick with it. Like, what, what about something like MLS, which wasn't around 20 years, you know, and uh, you wanted to start picking a team? Jump on a bandwagon. They need the fans. <laughs> I'm right with I, no, because like, okay. Now, for instance, if, if you take if you take somewhere like Colorado, for instance, Denver. Let's say you're a baseball fan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and a team moves into your market. I I think the I I think you're given the hall pass. I think no, you're I think okay you're to jump on. And, and we're wasting we're wasting precious minutes here. This is should be we should have a dedicated show. 
And here we are talking about the Rockies, where you guys are blowing it. Speaking <laughs> You guys are blowing it, man. I yeah. I'm, giving you, I'm giving you gold. Speaking of which, Troy Tua Whiskey came to the club last Tuesday. No way. Yeah. Did huh? he have a mullet? Uh, he, no, he did not. He was uh, fr- pretty, pretty freshly sheared. I wasn't there for this and stuff. Uh, loves Bacardi and Coke and tips huge. That's the, the scouting report we have on him. Man, he, he, always, he always rakes Giants pitching, man. Yeah. If he wasn't so hurt, uh, he's, he's, not gonna he's be, good. There's no way yeah. he's suiting up with the Rocks next year. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's good. He's always hurt, though. Yeah. It's a problem. Boy can hit. Yeah. Boy can hit. When is, uh, when is RSL start up again? <laughs> it's only been like six no. weeks since they quit. No. I just want to know when they start. I don't. I just want to know. Come on. They've already started, Ben. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> They're in preseason. <laughs> they just finished their first portion of preseason. Oh, this is awesome. The first game is in like t- 32, 34 days. From this now. is why they need a bigger break. This is how you get the casual fan really this invested. This is why I need a bigger break. Yeah. Because I'm tired. I haven't had a vacation since I love since the fact they have almost June. an overlapping schedule. You know, it's like Literally. 13 years where you just. The only time they have off is for. World Cup every four years. Maybe, well, just two weeks, but Christmas. Christmas, it, December is a month off. Mm. December, well, not even. If you make it to MLS Cup, it's usually December 7th. That is re- And then teams report yeah. the last week of January. If you could restructure, shouldn't they just restructure this where they have a smaller season and not try to mimic the rest of the world? You're asking the wrong dude, man. I, the guy who covers the, the RSL, I'm asking the wrong dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to talk about is the halftime show. All I want to talk about is we're going to do a podcast. I think he's doing the next week or the week after that. I want to do odds for the Academy Awards. Yes. No. yes. I've, I've seen a lot of movies this year, so I'm in. Okay, we'll get you in on this one. Uh, finally saw Boyhood. Best movie I've seen this year, Whiplash. I hear you haven't Whiplash seen Whiplash. fantastic. It's the one I have not seen yet. Yep. Whiplash is the best movie I've seen this year. Second was what was that? I saw the interview. <laughs> I saw the interview. You know. No, um, Boyhood was awesome. Boyhood was amazing, and, and you know it's what's remarkable about it. It's not that good. It's just amazing. <laughs> right. You know exactly. What's remarkable? It's so is like it, simple. It's just like a usual story. You know, and the, I just and I hated the fact that I had it, it dripped with nostalgia for me. You oh, know, yeah. more than I was. I even felt comfortable. Totally. With, you know. Well, you know. Divorce family yeah. for starters, yeah. just throw that out. But you know, like the C-O-G. bullying, bullying in the bathroom. You know, oh, like yeah. going totally. to old houses and like throwing saw blades in the oh. walls. Nightcrawler was the second best movie I've seen. And here. he got screwed. Did you see Nightcrawler? I loved Nightcrawler. Probably the second best chase scene I've ever seen in a Whiplash movie. Whiplash and Nightcrawler and Boyhood were the best movies. That I've last seen chase scene at the end of it is on par with probably the most iconic chase scene, which would either be the, the Rock. French Connection. Rock, I would. It's good. French <laughs> I'm Connection. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, French Connection or Bullet with Steve McQueen. Yeah. Uh, to bring Dirk back Steve McQueen Francisco. and Drew Blood. So, yeah. But that was amazing, and he never blinked. He was psychotic, and Renee's, uh, Renee Russo was twice as psychotic. So good. It's just like when you put like desperate people together, it just it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. Yeah, well, I'm down. I have not seen any of the nominees for Best Picture. None oh, you're fired. We haven't missed out on American Sniper. For no. act, Fake, leading baby. actor, haven't seen any of those guys, any of those. Uh, leading actress, I did see Gone Girl, so I'm okay there. Did you see uh, uh, Foxcatcher? Yeah. What did you think? All right. I liked it. It didn't blow me away. Good uh, acting. It's, you know, not to bring up Bill Simmons' kids. It, it felt it could have been a better 30 for 30. Yeah, no, for sure. It didn't need to be dramatized. Yeah, and no, it I almost, agree. in a way, it celebrates him. It yeah. almost gives him, like, plausible deniability yeah. of, you know, not being damaged goods. Yeah, no, I agree. 
You know, and uh, Channing Tatum, who you know holds a place in my heart. My goodness gracious, Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. <laughs> I love Magic Mike. <laughs> I love Magic Mike. I just love it right away. Uh, he is—he's uh, not that good, but uh, Mark Ruffalo is fantastic. Yeah, that whole movie was very interesting. Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I saw way too many movies this year. Yeah. It's good though. I like it. It's good getting back into it. And I, what I do like about the Academy Awards selection this year on a Super Bowl podcast is the, uh, they're not as fantastic as they have been in years past. See, I disagree. I feel like this last year had more really good movies. I meant than... fantastic in terms of like, uh, like Into the Woods, Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Oh, okay, like yeah, You're looking sure. more, you're more like character studies of people, like that movie sure. like Inside Lou and Davis. Yeah. Oh, I saw Most Violent Year. And is it? It is really, <laughs> really good. It is, it, is uh, very good. It, it, I, without having seen it, it remind. It looks like that it Al Pacino. Was, Al, no, exactly. I was gonna say he had his Pacino Godfather two going I was, hard. What, what's the one with Benny Blanco from the Bronx? Oh, um, uh, Carlito's way. Carlito's way. It looks like Carlito's way. Yeah. With having not seen it, yeah, it's really Does good. Does it disappoint? No, it's uh, really good. I think Jessica he, Chastain. She's top shelf. Oh man, she's really good. Yeah. It, it's it's been it was a good year for movies, man. I think it was too, and I did see the interview. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, the the bromance between the two of them was pretty good. Yeah. The James Franco was funny in that movie. There were some funny parts. No, it was. Uh, there was a lot of not funny. The but tiger. There were some funny parts. Yeah. yeah. I think I think James Franco has made a career out of winking at the camera. <laughs> Can you believe I get to do this for a living? Wink. Absolutely. Can you believe that I get paid $3 million a movie? He's just Wink. gone down so many rabbit holes now that he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and, you know, and it's, I don't know. I, 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 once He's got that Tom Brady pulled a, a, oh, absolutely. a thorn out of God's foot. Totally. He should thing. play Tom Brady in the Tom Brady biopic. <laughs> what, would who, you call who, it? what would you call that biopic? It's for lifetime too. <laughs> and it talks about oh, and we talk about what it is. Is that it's when he leaves uh, what's her name for uh, oh, Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. When she's in, like in her ninth trimester. Yeah. Passing dreams. Passing dreams. Passing dreams. Ooh, that's... It's a little too close to passing gas. <laughs> How about first in life? No. It's no. A, remember lifetime. That's the parameter on that. Super. Super passer or uh, huddle up, dream. Take a knee. I'm going to Disney World. Move this. Move the. Uh, move, move the. Move. The, <laughs> it's over. It is it's over. over. Sixth round dreamer. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's uh, what is this? Our 39th or 40th? You just make up numbers. I'm almost certain this is our 39th. I'm almost sure you're wrong. Okay. 41. Uh, well, we don't count two of them. Uh, for all your information, for uh, sports information here at Salt Lake Tribune, go to sltrib.com. Follow us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review the show uh, per usual. Just give us a five-star rating and uh, kill us in the comments section. If you want to follow Mr. Chris Kamrani on the uh, Twitter net, follow him at, uh, at Chris Kamrani, C-A-M-R-A-N-I. Kevin Winters Morris is K Winmo, and I'm at Benny Raskin. Uh, thanks for listening, and take care. For Tribune Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Our weekly podcast is recorded every Tuesday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes at Trib Sports Radio. And while you're there, please rate the show and give us some comments to help improve the podcast. 
All of our reporters' work can be found at sltrib.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Trib Sports Radio. Tweet us questions, and the fellows will be happy to answer them. Or if you feel like writing an email, send it to Tribune Sports Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.